Good morning, planet Earth. Can you hear the coming springtime springy-winkle, the summertime flower growage, the soft summer dresses, the green grass that flows in the wind? Can you sense it out there someplace? It's April the 26th, 2021. It's right around 8.40 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Can you believe it, my friends? You can sense the growth of things in the walls and the wood. You can sense the tunnel, dri tunnel diggers and the ditch diggers and the grave diggers, can't you? If you are listening to me off the internet, then the show notes should be easily available. But if you are listening to this podcast broadcast off of shortwave radio, then you're probably listening to frequency 5950 kilohertz, and it would be radio station WRMI out of Miami, Okeechobee. From that swamp comes the swamp beast of Tomorrowland. A beast that will save us from the frantic freaks and the wanderers and the hooker armies of Lord Gomez. We will rise up in the time of resupplicants as the ape heralds form a path through the jungle. Ape Heralds. Ape Heralds traveling through the jungle space. If you're listening on shortwave, the notes for this particular podcast broadcast are available at dfgtc.org slash show notes. That's Delta Foxtrot Golf Tango Charlie.org slash show notes. And if you're interested in more of these podcasts, especially the ones that contain tons of dirty words, more dirty words than you can imagine, lewd language and situations, crude scenarios, go to imsully.com or go to dfgtc.org slash mp3. dfgtc.org slash mp3. And all of these podcast broadcasts are available there. Hundreds of hours. If you're interested in some of my strange other work, work that involves the telemetry of the Universal Spaceship, you can go to igluluau.com, and this is a blog that 
that I and a friend of mine kind of work on together, but you can go there and visit igluluau.com. And if you want to contact me, my email address is me at imsully.com. And if you're interested in funding this podcast broadcast, you can go to paypal.com slash paypalme slash drfreckles. If you want to, if you've taken care of your food, your water, your shelter, you've helped the people you love, you've bought yourself food for six months and some water purification technology, and if you've done all this and you still have some money left over, then please, by all means, donate. I'd appreciate it if you like the the podcast broadcast. But if you don't like it, don't donate. It's that simple. First topic. First topic. I love when people use words like years, you know? When someone says years, like, in three years, Dan will meet someplace. In three years, we'll meet in Niagara Falls and get married, Dan. In three years, I promise to love you forever. I promise you, Dan, in three years. promise you in three years, Dan. That's right, three years. I love it when people use the word year, like in a year we'll meet, in a year we'll do something. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. I love when people use words like years these days. It feels optimistic. We'll meet one day on a sunny day on a beach someplace with a blue sky. We'll make fringit dogs and we'll eat quasly grease. Our little hairless French bulldog will be covered in tumors. I would like to read an article to you folks. Um, hold on a second. My internet is invrugulating because of quasi-technology from Planet Boblimdoc 17. Reactor behavior not yet restored. I'm waiting on a link to refresh inside of the internet. Here we go, here we go. It only took 15 billion years. Here's an article I'd like to read. This article comes from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This article was published on April the 23rd. This article is by Glenn Pewitt of the Las Vegas Journal. Headline, Woman Accused of Stealing Watches. Woman Accused of Stealing Watches from Men on the Strip Arrested Again. 
and I read on. A Las Vegas woman accused of stealing luxury watches from men she met on the Las Vegas Strip has been arrested again in another theft of a high-end timepiece. Wendy Jones, 23, was taken into custody by the Las Vegas police on Wednesday. Her latest arrest stems from a man's contention that Jones stole his Rolex watch worth $45,000 during a night of drinking on March 31st. An arrest report for Jones said the man met a woman named Sarah at a cafe inside the Wynn, Las Vegas, 3131 Las Vegas Boulevard South at 2.30 a.m., baby. The woman said she wanted to have a drink, so they had cocktails, then took a cab to a hookah lounge on South Paradise Road where they drank more cocktails. From there, he stated, he could not remember much from that point forward. He then remembers waking up at the Venetian Hotel. He then remembers waking up at the Venetian Hotel valet area where security was able to assist him and called medical to assist and transport him to some unknown hospital. The man eventually realized his watch was gone. The man eventually realized his watch was gone. He told police that the woman was insistent on drinking alcohol that night. He suspects she spiked his drink when he went to use the restroom. Police said they identified Jones as a suspect using security footage from the win. She was observed on camera with a purse that police said she was in possession of at the time of her arrest. She also was identified because she has unique tattoos, the police said. I bet you guys know. I bet you guys know about her tattoos. This is the third luxury watch theft of which Jones has been accused. In February and March, two men reported to police the thefts of watches from their hotel rooms at the Cosmopolitan Las Vegas in separate incidents. One watch was valued at 45000 The second was valued at thirty-seven grand, And that's the news from Vegas. So what does that have to do with the, the use of the word years? Like if somebody says, in five years we'll meet someplace, Dan. We'll meet and we'll have Mexican-style pizza. Mexican-style pizza. It is optimistic these days. It's hard for me to imagine the month called May. 
and May comes into existence supposedly this week. And if you talk to me about a July 4th holiday, I would say, oh man, you're talking about the future where we're going to travel in rocket ships, SOB. In the future, sometime in July. Anywho, I'm going to move on to the next topic. But yeah, you know, when you think about wearing watches, it's a very boomer kind of thing to do. Wearing a watch. I haven't had a watch since the 1990s. Like, I think I wore a watch for a while because I was in the army. And you should. You should have a good tactical watch with an illuminated dial if you're in the army because you need it for hunting people. You need it for hunting the flesh. You have to hunt it every day and store it away for the winter. topic. Death is the new life, just like cocaine is the new vitamin C. This is another quote from Dr. Freckles. And I'm going to read an article, if that's okay with you folks, Bo Doc. This article comes from mysuncoast.com, and the article was written by ABC7 staff on April the 23rd, 2021, Boblimp Doc. Headline, Man Charged After Spitting Cocaine in Deputy's Face. And of course, when we say man, we need to say Florida man. It's Florida man we're talking about. His brain is filled with herpes. Florida man. And I read on. Headline, Fort Charlotte, Florida. A Charlotte County Sheriff's deputy is okay after a suspect spit cocaine in his face during an arrest at a homeless camp in Port Charlotte Thursday. Just before 8 p.m., deputies responded to a call in reference to a homeless camp occupying a wooded vacant lot located in a 19,000 block of Veterans Boulevard. When deputies entered the wooded lot, they noticed several tents and personal property. Exiting one of those tents was Kenneth T. Glenn. Deputies say Glenn was trying to conceal something behind his leg. When challenged, Glenn attempted to flee on foot. Deputies pursued Glenn until he became entangled in multiple pepper tree vines. After freeing Glenn, deputies say a canister in his hand containing two plastic bags quickly shoved the baggies into his mouth and attempted to swallow the contents, the deputies said. So he had some 
Some plastic bags, the verbiage here isn't too good. After freeing Glenn, deputies say a canister in his hand containing two plastic bags, period. That needs more sentence there, robot that wrote the article. Robot that wrote the article, you're missing a few words there. Glenn quickly shoved both baggies into his into this mouth. Yeah, that should be his, not this. Robot journalist, you're you're missing one of your transistors got hit by a cosmic ray. Robot journalist. Yeah, ABC7 staff, my my butt. Yes, he tried to swallow. While attempting to remove the contents, Glenn opened his mouth and spit the contents directly into the face of the deputy. That sounds like a freebie. The deputy probably liked it. The contents inside the baggies were separately identified as cocaine and a methamphetamine fentanyl mix. Oh, that's called Happy Day Doozy or Rocka Fuzzy. I've had that on a Saturday night, haven't you, brothers and sisters, Bo Blimpdock? Both Glenn and the deputy were checked by medical professionals. Well, good thing for that. Glenn was arrested and charged with two counts of possession of a controlled substance without a prescription. Possession of cocaine with intent to sell. Possession of methamphetamine with intent to sell. Trafficking in fentanyl. Fentanyl. Four grams or more. Possession of drug paraphernalia and resisting an officer with violence. And that's the news from, what, Port Charlotte, Florida? according to the robot journalist that wrote this crappy article. But that's the news from Port Charlotte. Now, what does that have to do with the quote of Dr. Freckles? Death is the new life, just like cocaine is the new vitamin C. Cocaine. like vitamin cocaine is the new vitamin C. You figure it out for yourself. Next topic. Another quote from Dr. Freckles, you don't defeat a psyop by changing your diet. Now, what do I mean by that exactly? Well, let me be precise. There are a lot of folks out there who believe that the COVID is real. And I'm not sure how to even respond to that. It's kind of like people that say Bigfoot is real. I have no evidence of Bigfoot. I've never encountered Bigfoot. Bigfoot never tried to rape one of my dogs. Okay? I, I don't know anything about Bigfoot personally. And I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. And my dad was a logger. And I can tell you something. If my dad had seen Bigfoot... My dad would have caught Bigfoot. I mean, you know, that's not a euphemism. He was in World War II. <laughs> Getting the Bigfoot during that war meant something different. My dad was a logger. If he had seen Bigfoot, he would have taken out Bigfoot. He would have hunted down the Bigfoot. I don't think there's a Bigfoot. So if you think the COVID exists, that's fine. But as somebody who lived next to every major hospital in Seattle for a couple of years, including some of the prime time COVID time, and saw the temporary hospital put up and then torn down, the temporary tents, the, the BS National Guard PSYOP, as someone that saw the communists marching up and down 12th Avenue last summer and basically bisecting every standard ground route 
to all the major emergency rooms and hospital, listen to what I just said. If we were in the midst of a pandemic, do you really think it would have made sense to allow the commies to tie up 12th Avenue multiple days last summer? Not once, but many, many days. You don't think a mom or a dad could have been taking their kid with a floaty appendix to the ER. Well, maybe there weren't any. Maybe it was lucky. We don't really know. Lying is the new professional sport in America. And believe me, scientists and politicians and lawyers and even accountants now are some of the best liars you'll ever meet. There are people I've met who would say, well, I think the COVID is kind of real, Dan, because the Chinese invented it. I think the COVID is kind of real because I heard that somebody's uncle who was 98 died from it. All I can say is, if you're one of these people who will say that the risk of COVID is super low, but you still think it kind of exists, I kind of think you're an asshole. I really do. Okay, it's kind of like the Bigfoot thing, except for it's worse. Because people in general do not kill themselves over whether or not Bigfoot is real. People in general do not take so much fentanyl to wipe out their bodies whether or not the Loch Ness Monster exists. All things being equal, people don't ignore their diabetes symptoms or their heart disease symptoms or their cancer symptoms over magical elves or other creatures that may or may not be traveling near the moon. The reason why believing that COVID is kind of real makes you kind of a dick is because there are people killing themselves over, the, over this thing you think is kind of real. It's not. It's the cold. It's the flu. Who knows what it is? Most likely a chemical weapon given the patterns of release. If there's something real, it's a chemical weapon. It's probably not the virus you think it is. But whatever you think it is, show the evidence. Prove it to me. Prove it to somebody who is overweight, over 50, definitely in the diabetes zone, lived in transient housing, shared kitchens, in Little Saigon, Seattle. Planes never stopped arriving from Asia half a mile from every major hospital. Explain to me how real the COVID is. Because I need to know. I need to know how you're going to justify all the people that blow their brains out tonight over this thing you think is kind of real. It's BS, folks. BS. Next topic. So I have talked about um, how the only thing I'm certain of, and it is the only thing I'm certain of right now, the only thing I am certain of with respect to what we call current events is that we are living through probably the largest, most comprehensive, most orchestrated military psychological warfare operation in human history. Period. There has never been a PSYOP campaign this big. And it's not just the COVID. If you think it's just the COVID, you're not keeping up with current events. It's all the fear news. It's everything. It's the race war. It's the Chinese murder hornets. It's the election crap. It's the Trump crap. It's the Biden crap. Hey, we're going to collect all your guns. It doesn't matter that the threats are absolutely unenforceable. It doesn't matter that the threats are completely ridiculous. All of the stuff coming from the Biden administration, all of the crap the media is feeding you, is designed to create a sense of fear. But it's not completely random. If you look at it, if, I, don't know, I don't know if you have a background 
or whether or not you'd have a background in psychology or human psychology. But there's a concept called operant conditioning developed by B.F. Skinner. And it more or less defines how you can, utilizing stimuli, utilizing positive and negative reinforcements, how you can shape the behavior of almost any creature. Now, I don't want to get into the philosophical notions behind behaviorism because in some ways behaviorism is sort of like the devil's arithmetic to logic, okay? If you took a logician and you put him in a Skinner box, that logician might have a heart attack and die. That philosopher, that logic expert put in the Skinner box, you know, the little rat training box where you push a lever to get a food pellet or maybe you get shocked sometimes if you get it wrong. If you put a philosopher, a expert in logic, into a Skinner box with a little button that might give them food if they do certain tasks, I promise you that the logician will probably end up doing the task to get the food pellet. Or the logician will die. Period. I don't care if it's male, female, whatever gender. You find me a philosopher. You find me the most brilliant, logical expert in the universe. You find me Spock, and you put him in the same box you put a rat into. Spock, the great logician, of course, a fictional character. Hell, get rid of Spock. Let's bring Bertrand Russell back to life. Put Bertrand Russell in the Skinner box. Bertrand Russell is going to push the button to get fed. He didn't look like he missed too many meals. So whatever behaviorism is, it isn't necessarily a refutation of free will or the soul. But what it is, is the devil's arithmetic side to logic. It really is. But it's not quite that simple. And when you apply it at a population scale, it's not easy to do. It's one of the reasons why when people do psychological operations, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast, it's one of the reasons why um, the PSYOPs engineers try to pick a relatively simple message. For example, as I mentioned before, during the first Gulf War, the relatively simple message was, don't fight. Don't fight. And if you ask me what is the simple message after a year of this global campaign of PSYOP, I think the message for most people is relatively simple. Stay home. Stay home, order Amazon food, stay home, there's a race war outside, there are crazy people outside, there's machine gun fire that might very well be just PSYOP vehicles with machine gun sound effects, but there's all kinds of craziness outside, so stay home. Don't go outside, they'll give you a vaccine, you'll look like a lobster, stay home. But, but again, there is a way that this is done. One of the things you have to do when you do operant conditioning is you have to break things up periodically. In artificial intelligence theory, there's a concept called simulated annealing. And this references the way in which metal is made stronger. And one of the ways in which metal is made stronger is by heating and cooling. You heat up the metal so you can form it, you cool the metal so it can harden, and so that essentially the metal itself can align. This is known as annealing. In artificial intelligence, simulated annealing is where you put energy into the system of equations that you're using, and that energy represents a perturbation, a disturbance. And the process of doing this will take the weak links in your thought process and weed them out, and take the strong links in your thought process and make them stronger, if I could explain simulate annealing. It's designed to reinforce strong bonds while breaking down weak ones. Actually, operant conditioning works the same way. So when you're doing operant conditioning, you can't just do it in some overly simplistic way. You have to think about periodically adjusting the payoff and feedback schedule. There are deep and shallow patterns of behavior. People doing psyops are interested in deep behaviors. They're not really interested in shallow behaviors, okay? Another thing, too, about psyops, they have hot cycles and they have cool cycles. Hot cycles are, for example, the lockdown. The lockdown. The lockdown is hot cycle. 
hot cycle psyop, hot cycle conditioning. The lockdown reinforces deep patterns, but it also can create patterns of defiance and rejection. So if you do the hot cycle, when it comes to operant conditioning at a population scale, you can't just do it all the time. You can't just have your foot on the throttle. It's sort of like Jim and I talking about this a year ago, how I did not believe Snow Day, and that's what I called it at the time, Snow Day. I didn't think Snow Day could last more than a few months. Well, in a way it didn't. They switched over to a different PSYOP. They switched over to the race war. The race war took us to the fall, and then we had the election trauma, and then back to the COVID, and now the race war again. The melody of the devil's arithmetic. So the, lock, the lockdown is hot cycle, the race war is hot cycle, but between each one of these cycles, you have to have an opening up, a healing, um, essentially a release of the fear. And, and this is what we're kind of feeling right now. I think we're, we, we, we're kind of in a weird spot right now, at least in the United States. There is a sense that the COVID is not being pushed as hard. On the other hand, if you look at Canada just to the north, it looks like the COVID nonsense is gone full-scale crazy. So this brings me to my next point. Um, not just that these, these population-wide trauma-based mind control campaigns have to have, you know, sort of like back and forth between hot and cold, but it's not just temporal, it's geographical as well. Certain regions will be hot, which means there will be lockdowns, there will be race war, there will be the Chinese murder hornet, who knows what else. Certain regions are in a hot cycle psyop where you are meant to be afraid and crazy and sad and stay home all the time. And then there's other areas of the world in the cool cycle. In the cycle of, well, there's nothing to worry about and release the fear and get over it. To some extent, this might not be totally planned. It's just a question of how the people in charge engineer it. Cool cycle behavior is natural behavior. People want to have normal, healthy, psychological relationships with each other. So if you take the pressure off of a PSYOP, a human population is going to go to its ground state. And the ground state is not crazy. The ground state is normality of some sort. So in, in addition to there being a kind of a temporal behavior to all this, and there is, there's kind of this temporal, hot, cold, hot, cold. There's also geographical, hot, cold, hot, cold. All of this serves the same purpose of breaking down the weak behaviors they don't want and reinforcing the message. And, and I look at this over and over again, and I only see one message, especially when they talk about normalizing the mask. No sane person wants to put those things on their kids. No sane person wants to wear them. If you think there are people wearing them all the time, you might be right. But I don't think it's a very high percentage, and not for long, because if you do that all the time, you're going to die. But sane people might pretend. They do the kabuki dance. I did it when I was in Seattle to buy food. I did the mass kabuki. If I wanted to buy beer, I did the mass kabuki. If I wanted to buy weed at Uncle Ike's, I did the mass kabuki. But sane people don't do it all the time. They don't. The, the behavior they want to, re, to, to reinforce with this psyop is not the wearing of the mask. The behavior they're reinforcing is stay home. I still don't know why. Neither do you. And if you think stay home is a way you build some futuristic civilization, I got a bridge to sell you in San Francisco. To simplify, there are two basic types of people that a PSYOP engineer or architect has to think about. One group are the easy integrators. 
or, or I should say the people that are easily, easily hypnotized, okay? Call these the people easily hypnotized or the easy integrators. This group of people, historically, will take on the, the deep behaviors of the PSYOP very quickly. And, and if you come from a large family like me or you know a lot of people, you probably know the people that almost immediately went ahead and started lionizing Fauci and making him out to be a god and talking about how sexy he is and doing everything Fauci told them to do, okay? Including when Fauci said, you know, maybe two or three masks are better than one. These people put on two or three masks. I saw them running in Seattle with two masks on. I didn't tell them they were dumb or crazy. I figured both God and Darwin had the vote that day. So there are people that will quickly adopt a PSYOP. And these are also, in general, if you ask me, the same people who make great cult members and probably great members of the military. And then there are the people I would classify as the easy rejectors. These are people that out of the box reject things. They will reject the PSYOP. They might not necessarily understand the purpose of the PSYOP. They might not fully understand the scope of it. But these are the folks that will just not behave. They won't behave. And I'm not sure what percentage of the population these folks are. I really don't. I would almost adopt a one-third one rule, and that is to say one-third are these easy integrator, easily hypnotized, easily pulled into a cult type people. So that's roughly 33%. And then 33%, excuse me, I just burped a little. Sorry about that. And then 33% are probably the folks that easily reject um, the PSYOP. And these are the folks that are, are the greatest danger to the PSYOP, and these are the folks you want to take care of, you want to isolate. The good news is, because of our smart technology, because of the internet, it's relatively easy to isolate these folks. It is. It's easy to sort of put them into a box themselves, so... Yes, indeed, we are in some type of a Skinner box, trauma-based mind control, you know, terrarium. And the only thing I can say is the message from the outside coming from the speaker is stay home. If you stay home, you don't get shocked. If you stay home, we'll give you a stimulus check. So that's like a food pellet, isn't it? Wear your mask all the time, which means stay home. People are getting sick from the vaccine, stay home. There are race war armies fighting to the death, stay home. The Russians and the Chinese are coming for you and your beer, stay home. Stay home. Next topic. Next topic. Breaking news. It's time for breaking news. It's time for us to do this, now I think it's a new thing, the breaking news. This isn't the news you'll hear from the New York Times. This is not the news you'll hear from CNN or Fox News. This is breaking news from the extraverse. If you've ever read Naked Lunch, if you've ever read Naked Lunch, then this breaking news should make sense to you, buddy. Trazdor and Aleviax are on sale at Walmart drugstore. Trazdor and Aleviax are on sale at the Walmart drugstore. These things cure cancer. These things treat the diabetes. These things cure heart disease and dementia. 
They cure the sickness of the soul. The sickness of the soul that eats away at your insides until there is nothing left but scar tissue. Breaking news. Jangozar, first lordress of the busty whore clan. Jangozar, first lordress of the busty whore clan, made her debut last night. She was carrying two 9mm Gatling gun-style fist gauntlets. Be rest assured, she'll shove one up Lord Dumar's butthole. Be rest assured, she'll shove one up Lord Dumar's butthole when the time comes. And all the slave beasts are made into wine witches and scorn hags. Breaking news. Breaking news. Urtar. Urtar. Sang songs of bitter woods. When the last deer were hunted, and we were left alone in the dark to make our evening gruel. Ertar sang songs of bitter woods when the last deer were hunted and we were left alone in the dark to make our evening gruel. Her song of folk from the west with new rocket ships and better laser cannons always made us hopeful for we sought revenge and the blood pudding Breaking news. Breaking news. Kendra's, he shook the world when we were young. He rode that bike with baseball cards in the spokes. And he had that switchblade, and he told you about those dogs he killed and buried under Anna Lingstrom's home last summer, right? And you drank your swill with Betsy. And she smelled bad. Old tavern crabs bad. Breaking news. Plastic angels are the directors, and old gay robots are the broken harbingers. All of the sand weevils will gather at Gerald Spring, not far from where those old people were burned last year. And the ashes of Benzel Roth will cover the earth, and Terrence will have boils now.
Breaking news. I know a smoker from Vegas. He couldn't speak the old tongue. He called out for dead wives and past lives, and his mind was connected to old ruins in Boston. He'd stabbed a priest in the Far East and left the body to be eaten by skunk rats. This in due time sucks the body dry, breaking news. Chet? <laughs> Chet. Breaking news about Chet. Chet, he kept your dog in the back house while you paid him to watch Dingo. Poor little Dingo starved while the roof bats watched and waited. Chet found Dingo dead. Chet found Dingo dead. Took Dingo to a DNA cloning place and replaced dead Dingo with new clone Dingo. Now you are the cuck of history. You're the gear collar. You're the ancient fool. Tacos are the key. If you could replace all your food with street tacos, your stool would become solid and slick, and each time you do number two, your fluid gauge will read lively, and your friends from Denver will ask for the dried-out scat to smoke it. It's the key. Tacos for all. Breaking news. Breaking news. I was chasing elves near Pasco, Washington. A group of old engines found me dying in a ditch. So they took me to the old hag Charlotte Moon Pie. She took my temperature and pulled ringworms from my anus. She took ringworms from my anus and counted the puddles of blood and goop. I was hung sideways and beaten with bowling pins bloody. Breaking news. You can change your whole world by channeling the infinite love juice of Gib Tellerson, the guy who sold mango jet fuel to Snoop Dogg back in 1995, Bob Limtock. And his chalice flowed, and fly girls were tossed into the chipper of history to come out herpes-infected call girls. Herpes infected call girls. 
breaking news. Never were there more blue-brained morons than a time of Chief Harold. His last three sons married six evil women. Those women had 34 wretched children. Those women had 34 wretched children. Those children became pharmaceutical sales reps and oxy dealers and hooker kings and queens. And the land lay waste before Baal. Breaking news. Breaking news. And in the last age, when the gods are burnt out, and the witches have lost their magic, and the old hag has been eaten by her cats, then we shall see, we shall see, we shall see that great golden wave that great golden wave of power energy from Indra's 887 Bravo from that star comes a gamma ray burst to wash away your winter sins Breaking news. In that time, monkeys will sell yellow bread by the roadside. Horses will eat their riders, and then they will begin mining Bitcoin. The Tegran clan will hunt whales near Phoenix. The Tegran clan will hunt whales near Phoenix. And the submarine wars of the lesbians, they will be lit as heck, as fire consumes the black pope. Breaking news. In region 116, father forbids Skizik's boyfriend from seeing his 16-year-old daughter. Daughter and boyfriend kill father. Go to Home Depot, buy a circular saw and plastic tubs. Return and begin cutting up body. This gets too messy. So they set the house on fire and leave. Breaking news. Here's another from Sector 73. Prostitute being chased by her pimp, runs into road and is hit and killed. Next day, her work group of fellow pimps and hoes shows up for vigil. During the vigil, two pimps get into a shootout. One shoots the other in the gut. The other just starts popping rounds blindly. It's not a Sector 73-style vigil unless there's some shooting breaking news. And goodbye. Goodbye.